Torah Chaf Aleph Atika Tamir Vesasim. We are in paragraph Zayin, which starts Vilif Amim Yesh Shemoychin Veshefa Leki Hu Behelam. We're up to the word Vahatsa I know that there's been some scheduling challenges. Famous last words. I would like to squeeze in uh, a little bit of a makeup. I also want, want to work on those write-ups that are on some of the pieces on the podcast, and they're trying to go up on the BRI uh, website, which is a little bit behind in the shirim. Okay, we'll do our best. We started off the Torah talking about two types of seichel. One type of a seichel we said was b'shem achar. It's based on previous introductions. I understand A and B, while C, nevertheless D, therefore E, etc. There's definitely a mile to that. This is how a person has to structure his avoda and grow from all of the pieces that he has. On the other hand, there's Ruach HaKodesh, there's Shefalaki, it's B'Shem Kedem, B'Shem Panim. This type of a Seichel is where we're able to break out of our human realm. We would like to work towards being Davuk and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the, the work to ever ever closer towards the Ein Sof. What, where is the bridge between where we're holding and between the infinite? What we can do is make ourselves into a Kli, where Makadesh the Sheva Neirais. We're going to speak about the idea of Tza'aka and of Tefillah as well. And if we can make open up the channels, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bestow us with the gift of Shefa Loki, of divine wisdom. Once we have that, so then we can take that, put it into our toolbox, and we can apply the first type of Seichel that we discussed to work on ourselves. So both of these as we get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we develop, we matar ourselves, and it creates a flywheel as well. On one hand, we work on ourselves in order to be able to receive and be zoicha to Shefa Eloki, to Ruach HaKadosh. On the other hand, uh, the Kitzer explains that the hislavos, the uh, friction, heat through the, the rushing of Shefa, it's not an incremental step. When HaKadosh, we, we get a, a rush of divine wisdom that creates a certain heat and a certain hislavos halev, a certain flame of the heart, and just as fire displaces air, that also, that rush of divine wisdom, of Ruach HaKadosh, of Kedusha, is also going to remove the Ruach Shtus and the Tumah. So this is, this is a way of, uh, this is one way of working on ourselves as well. Now, the uh, Kitzer, as he discusses this, adds in a few pieces that we haven't seen yet specifically in the Torah itself, that this heat, the same way that the side of Asha Samach Galgalim, and a gal uh, and each Galgal is makabel from what's above it. So that he he says that by bringing people close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, let me just see. It's on Alkin Aydesha Madstik Harabim Hainushim Akariv Bnei Adam Lavodas Hashem is Barach. Person brings somebody else closer to Hashem. Or Aydesha Don Kol Adam Lachav Schos. Shegam Zenikra Matzik Harabim Aydezem Moilid Gam Kain Chamimus Vislavus Lashem is Barach. So this is also one beautiful idea. As much as we work on ourselves, sometimes do we have time for others? Maybe they're not holding where we are. We think that we have a much more sophisticated avoda. On the other hand, we want to make make this world, we want to make ourselves. we want to create a, a kli, a receptacle, a place for hashras, hashchina, so that we could literally attach to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a way that we never could have imagined. So from ourself, we're working 1, 2, 3, 20, 30, 40, till 100. If we attach the Shefalo Ki, then that's a million. How can we bring the Shefalo Ki in? Bring other people close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, down other people, L'chav be godlike. Make yourself, instead of making yourself into a kli, make yourself into a pipe, right? Let the shefaloki go through you. That's the way that I, it's, it's my taich on it. And th- this is another way that you could be zoicha to the shefaloki. 
Beautiful idea, paragraph Gimel in the Kitzer. Further, he says that a person is going to merit purity of the heart. Now, again, a person has to work on purity of the heart and the Shevaneris in order to be Zoycha to it in the first place, so it goes back and forth. But he says over here, also very nice, he talks about creating, renewing our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through tefillah, but not tefillah through the established nuschos, which we addressed, I think, in turn maybe seven and nine. I don't remember offhand. We talked about the 12 shvatim and the 12 gates and the different nuschos and understanding uh, one's own nuschos and that of their shevet over here. He says in paragraph Bayes, a person when a person davens with enthusiasm, we're attaching ourselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu in a way that's not built on anything from before. It's not built on using the established framework. We're creating a open channel to the divine. How do we do that? By tefillah that has never been seen before in the world. I'm not in the same place I was yesterday, and if I'm in the same place, then my mood is different. If my mood is similar, then those around me might be different. There will, I will never be able to truly connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to my Avoda. It's never going to be exactly the same. And therefore, creating this connection with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, a person can channel this Hislavus Halev into a tefillah that is new every single time. That is going to be a Bechina of Ruach HaKadosh. And he says further, paragraph Dalid, Ki when a person prepares himself, he adopts this practice uh, of of davening with Ruach HaKodesh, meaning davening his Baidudus different every single time. So then, uh, so this was like an inspired Ruach HaKodesh prayer now interestingly when we say Tehillim that means that this was David HaMelech's Ruach HaKodesh out of his Lava Salev we're actually tapping into the vehicle of David's Ruach HaKodesh and uh, finding ourselves in those words. So it, 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 that, I guess, creates a little bit of an uh, interesting dynamic, right? Where if we're saying that the Mila of Tehillim, this is, I'm just asking the question, but it's something to think about. Where the, the Mila and the, the power of the raw emotion of Tehillim is this Ruach HaKodesh that's brand new. And on the other hand, in order to tap into that, so we're we're using a standard text, uh, you know, perhaps a person, if they learn a piece of Tehillim and then they can use it as a platform or Likute Tefilis, right? And they can use that as a, as a platform to sort of gather their thoughts in a structure and then use it as a platform to uh, go off on their own. But at least understanding these these different ways of 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 relating to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, relating to Tefillah, a beautiful idea. It's worth taking a look in the Kitzelikut Maran, who uh, ties in this idea. Maybe it's going to come up later in the Tyra. Now, our focus as we go through this Tyra is not the incremental growth for now. That's something that a person has to use all the tools in his toolbox to do. What we're focused on more is figuring out how we can create that bridge, how we can work on ourselves, how we can how we can be Makadesh, we said the Shevaneris, the two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, and the mouth. 
And again, we're going to speak about tefillah today in order to open up this channel so that we can receive the shefalokis, that we can receive the divine wisdom. Uh, as far as the as far as the mouth, we said to speak ms and be careful with with lies. The nose we said relates to yirushimayim. The ears we, we relate to and the eyes to be careful what a person sees. Uh, interestingly, also another parenthetical, as a person is it will also actually impact what the person sees, meaning if a person, would, I think Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says that when a shoemaker walks in the street, he notices people's shoes. If there's a lot of noise or if there's a lot of cars in a parking lot, a person doesn't, uh, they, they would probably explode if they would notice and be sensitive to every single sound, every single color around them. When there's a scratch on a car, they wouldn't notice. If it's a scratch on their car, if there's a lot of noise, they don't hear anything. If it's their name, they hear it. So what a person actually sees and hears is going to be in line with the sensitivities that one chooses to cultivate, to develop. It's going to affect what resonates within them. And it's a function, especially of Mesiris Nefesh. A person is fighting back against where he's holding to develop a taste for Kedusha and for Tahara, that person may may need the seichel the seichel eloki the shef eloki rather to come in from outside. But this person, by breaking his nature, is making himself develop a taste for Tahara and Ruach Hakodesh, and therefore. He very much, you could say, does and say deserve because everything is a gift from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You could say it the other way that he's accountable to do this if he can develop this. Uh, but he, 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 it is within the realm of avoda, even though the connection is coming outside of him. Then the last few paragraphs talked about how to bring this shefalaki, how to bring this ur into the world, how to bring makifin, makifin de makifin. There are certain things that are already inside of us. There are certain things that are not yet inside of us, but at least we relate to that are around us. There are things that are even in an outer layer. Think concentric circles that there's no shaykhs to yet, and so on until they in saif. In the context of relating to makifin, we talked about yedi and bechira. We talked about the mitzvah of sukkah in the context of bringing ur into the world and meichen into the world. Besides for being makadish we talked about a person having a zivug and ibor. Uh, nurturing the fetus, having children, a person that is not able to bring R into the world in that way, can, there's a certain taken through Yibam, that one who does Chalitza uh, is not engaging and bring the R into the world in this way, and there's a certain embarrassment through the spit uh, in uh, the Avoda as we went through it involved in Chalitza. We talked also about Moshe Rabbeinu being the epitome of one who's Makadesh Shevenerais, and when one is mavaza tzaddik, or they close off the light, the influence in a certain way of the tzaddik, then they're also closing off this art from coming to the world in the context of the story with Miriam and Aaron and the Lush and Hara. And it's worth going back for that. So as we started paragraph Zion, we said, Okay, so a person is Makadish Shevaneirais, and he a bechin of Menorah. We're going to talk about soon the idea of shemen of oil, and he's echet the shefaloki, and these things that were previously makifin the circle outside of himself. He can now draw that bridge and bring it in. But what if it's the circle after that, or what if there's it's a bechin of ibor? Again, there's parallels. 
when we're looking at Pnimis Atoro, we're looking at the, the, the structure that the very Bria is built on. We're going to see this structure represent itself in childbirth. Uh, we're going to see this idea represented in an idea that has to be this first, there's a spark, and then it has to be enlarged upon. It has to be cultivated until it's articulable. There are ideas that end up floundering. They don't progress. They're not nurtured, and they're not matured until they become realized. This is in the physical realm. This is in the, the realm of ideas. So what happens if the Shefa Loiki is not yet even able to be related to in the outer circles and anything that you even want to attach yourself to? It's still in the potential, it's still behelam, it's still hidden. Just, I'm just going to read the words. We started at the end of last year. We started paragraph Zion. It's still hidden in a state of pregnancy, as it were. It's still a potential. It's not, it's not even revealed, let alone, uh, let alone able to be nurtured and, uh, and grown. That's where Tsa'aka screaming out, in the realm of Avoda, in the realm of Tyra. Tefillin Torah come up in many of our pieces, both how they have their own avoda and also Tefillin Torah, Ba'etzem are two sides of a coin, they both go together. It's as if there's no strength to give birth. We went through this in the end of last year. When the woman needs to give birth, so she gives off 70 screams. We're going to talk about the seven spheres. Each, each one of the spheres is really built up of a full complement of the ten spheres. So if we're talking about Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yisod, and Malchus, where the Meichen ultimately have to be given birth to in order to be manifest by the Shechina, we, re- we relate Shechina to Malchus. Malchus is Leis Klum, that's where things are manifest. So if you have the Chesed Gud Tferes Netzachod Yisod Malchus, that seven spheres leading up to the Meichin, Keser, Chachman, Bina, so that means that there's going to be, the, the screams are going to go up through the seven spheres, each one has a complement of ten sphere is built up of micro blocks, everything, everything that's in the clouds and the Prat, everything in the Prat is in the clouds, so every single sphere is also built up of a full complement of ten spheres. So, so the Tza'aka is going to go back all the way up through the Shechina up to the Meichin. That's going to be 70, 7 times 10. The, where, what we're going to get into is how our Tza'aka is going to take the place. It's going to parallel the Avoda of, so to speak, a woman giving birth, or in this context, the Shechina, the Malchus, also screaming in order to bring the Meichin from Abba and Ima, from Chachm and Bina, into the, uh, into the Bria. So over here he just says, Kaminyan Teva Sheba Mizmar Yancha, Vazmai Ledes, Vashavin Kalinhin, Bechinah Sheva Kalish, Amr David Alamayim, Shekolach, Kalom Easer. We did this paragraph at the end of the last one, and now we're ready to start for today. Long introduction, but but uh, at least ho- hopefully this holds it together. So now that we said, it, we'll use the, the appropriate terms, that the Shechina, which we associated with Malchus, has to have Tzaka, has to cry out to bring the Meichin from Abba and Ima into the world, we're going to see that we have Tzaka in place of the Shechina. The Tzaka, the crying out that a person cries during his Tfila and during his Taira, for Yeshua, for salvation, when a person doesn't understand Taira, to bring to bring this light into the world, to bring this Chachman to the world. It's hard because the language is 
beyond us, but at least we can try to conceptually, when this meichen is bechinas ibor, bechinas pregnancy, pregnancy, even when a woman is pregnant, the person could see that the uber is bilate, that the woman's stomach is sticking out, but it's concealed. So over here, it's not, we said even when something is at the is at the level of a makif, then there's still a yanika, there's still a nurturing to the pnimi, but when something is makif to makif, it's still totally hidden, how do we bring it to the place where we're going to reveal it, it's going to become a makif and then we're going to be able to bring it into the panimi. Even after one is Makadesh, the Shevaneirais, there still has to be a Tsa'aka, there still has to be a crying out. I saw, we'll come across that, I saw one of the notes over here bring uh, one of the Mepharshim. Why did the Torah talk about being Makadesh, the Shevaneirais before the Tsa'aka, when really it's the Tsa'aka that has to, the crying out that brings it from the Ibor so that uh, it could even be within the realm? that then a person could go be Makadosh Shevaneris and internalize it. Really, the Tzaka should come first. So there was a suggestion that maybe a person first has to do their own Ishtadlis. He has to ready himself, and then he can do the Tzaka, although uh, he mentioned uh, possibly that this does not seem consistent with something brought at the uh, at the end of the Taira. So let's just keep it in mind, but that these two things are necessary. There's the Tzaka, to bring it out from the status of Ibor, and there's also the Makadosh Shevaneris so that we've been talking about to bring it to the so, Elu Hatsa'akos Hemachinas Tsakas Hayeladas. These Tsa'akos during Taira, during Tfila. But the Torah Navoda, but this is what's going to bring. It's in place, really, of the Shechina to bring, uh, to, to bring this Meichin into the world. We, we said already that a, a woman during pregnancy cries out Shivim Kailais when she doesn't have the strength to be able to to be Ma'ilid. Now, this is only from our perspective looking up. From a Kaddish Baruch Hu's perspective looking down, as it were, Hashem knows where all of the pieces are. It's like if you could think about a light, the sun shining, and then somebody sets up a screen. The, from the, if somebody's standing right behind the screen, so then there appears to be a blockage. If somebody has a bird's eye view, they're looking down, then there's no difference in front of the screen, there's no difference behind the screen. The, this idea of being hidden is only from our perspective that we're trying to bring this meichen out so that we have access, that there could be, a, that, that there could be a gila yashchina, that we could have dveikas, that we could bring light into the world, that we connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. From a Kaddish Baruch Hu's perspective, nothing is hidden. It brings over here in the note that every Ebor parallels again. Right? We, we can't say this enough that the world is built on a certain structure. Understanding the Panemius is understanding the structure which is going to uh, reflect itself in different in different areas of the world. This Bechina of bring Mochin to the world from a spiritual point of view parallels the Yitzirah Savlad, although it's not, when we think about Yitzirah Savlad, it's going from a, from a Tipa into a, uh, into a Vlad. We're talking really at the point of view where there's an Ibor, where there's a pregnancy, so it's more that something, he quotes over here uh, from Pasuk and Kohelis with Rashi, that it's Dvaram Hatnis Garim Venatsam Bebeten. It brings a Pasuk that's a reference to pregnancy and references the idea that something is closed off. And the Likutei Halacha says that when the Meichen is a Bechin of Ibor Vehelam, that when the Meichen is, like we said, Niskar, it's closed off, it's a Bechin of Ibor, how do we reach a state of Giloi? Ta'akosenu Yodea Talumos, it's Ta'aka, it's the cry that brings something uh, to be known from something which was hidden. Humazin Ta'akosenu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears our cries. A, it says in the Tefillah of Onabakayach, a very Kabbalistic prayer, actually, we say it on Friday night, it's in Karbanos. Shavasenu Kabel Ushmatza Akasenu Yodea Talumos. Vahatza Aka. 
So this process, we actually initiate it uh, for, for what's going on in, in the world, in the realm of Avoda, in order to bring the Moichen into the world. So really the Shechina, really the, the, the woman who's bringing about the Gilu is the one who would cry out, our Tzaka takes the place of the Tzaka of the Shechina, Ki'ilu HaShechina Tzayekes, V'oz Mo'yledes HaMoichin, and then it's able to bring the Moichin into the world. He brings over here, but we'll stay out of it by the, the Birli Kutim, why it is that we have to, why we have to create the Tzaka instead of the Shechina. Comes out, there's a discussion, Shulchan Aruch talks about a person's davening uh, in, in public, a person's davening in private, or per, definitely a person shouldn't disturb others, but the idea that that sound, that voice is I think we talked about it in Kavana intent parallels the Mayachin, it's crying out, that's Ma'ir, that inspires the Kavana, that brings about the Mayachin. Now, there's a couple points I want to just bring out. The notes over here are coming from Likutei Alachas and Hilchas Giluach, so if a person wants to go look them up, uh, he explains again these two ideas. Number one, that there has to be tza'aka to bring out What's Behelam, Betiris Eber, the same way that it parallels childbirth and brings out bringing a mochen to the world. We're going to go forward in that parallel in a second. And second of all, in order to internalize this mochen, a person has to be Makadish Shevan Eris and make himself uh, receptible, uh, receptive into a kli, uh, being able to receive it. Now he says also, HaKadosh Baruch it's unbelievable. While the Das Tunis talks about this idea, while there's Hanhagas Hamishpat, while there's Charva Einesh, while things are generated by us, there's also the world is going towards a certain place. HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed the world, what do you say, 6,000 6, years, and then we're going towards Yemais HaMashiach. However, it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not just leaving the world. We people individually may never come to a point where everybody is perfect. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is designing the world so that the world itself is moving towards a certain perfection, and there's these two different systems. On one hand, there's and a world that's dynamic to us, our thoughts, speech, and actions. On the other hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is designing the world so that in a Claudiistic way, it's going to move forward. So he brings over here from the Kutei Alachis, I mentioned that idea very, very briefly, uh, but kids are Nimrod. So, but he says, The Bechina of this Golis, where we're holding over here, Everything is coming from this thing, the fact that things are obscure, the things that are, that are, are ambiguous. You know, we, uh, in terms of what our Avoda is, sometimes. You know, people think there's A and there's B, and if it's ambiguous, if it's obscure, if there's no clarity, that's uncomfortable, that's unstable, that's not the way that it's supposed to be. On the other hand, if a person came to you and said, let me present to you with a mission, the mission is going to be that there is a situation where things are unclear, where things are obscure, your mission specifically, is to be able to make birurim, to create avoda from within this murkiness. In that case, it's not unstable because that's not the way it's supposed to be. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is actually presenting a process whereby there is chesron hadas, and in this gullus, in this last gullus where we are, this is our mission. We are in a place where things are hidden. We spoke many times earlier where this can present, there's so much to be gained from relating to the tzaddik. There's certain situations that create a perceived machlekes among tzaddikim, the machlekes between us and tzaddikim, and this itself makes it more difficult for us to be yonik. This this uh, this galus ha'aruch 
everything is coming, the situation that we're in, that we find ourselves in, is a situation of chesron hadas, mitalumas meichen dektusha. So we can cry about it, right? We're, we're approaching the three weeks, but this is the situation that we're in. So instead of spending too much time criticizing, being cynical, this is not how people are supposed to be acting. This is the situation in Galus, and this is the makom for our tikkun. There's only one way out of this. How are we going to re-inject Meichen into the world? We're moving towards Be'ezus Hashem very close. The ultimate giloy. The giloy is contrast, right? If something is light and you make it lighter, that's one form of contrast. When something is darker and then there's a tremendous amount of light, there's a lot of contrast. But also, when it's dark, even a small amount of light can take away a lot of darkness. If you have a small candle in a dark room, it doesn't just illuminate the space of that candle, it illuminates a lot of it. So there's a tremendous opportunity even our small acts, our small acts of kindness, our small acts of getting close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, our small acts of Dveikus, to create a tremendous impact in this situation of darkness. However, in order to introduce Mohan into the world, in order to make this attachment that mitzvah hakadosh baruch hu that there should that it should come into the world, we just said that that comes through tzaka. So hakadosh baruch hu puts this halavaya. We can make it self-driven, right? Halavaya that a person should be able to daven the same asher yatsar when everything is working exactly perfectly and they should be able to bring themselves to this level of appreciation, then they're having a difficult time and then all of a sudden a blockage is cleared and they make that asher yatsar like they never did before. However, the, the, way of, the way of the world is such that a person cries out more uh, from, from tsaris. So a Kodesh Baruch Hu puts in, the, the world is moving this way. A Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is designing us and pushing us so that there should be tikkun. A Kodesh Baruch Hu puts the world and us into a matzav that will be designed for there to be tzaka. But klal ubeprotius al kol echad ve'echad. We said earlier, we referenced uh, Tara Bayes on this idea many times, that every individual is responsible to bring his piece of the Mishkan, and even when 100% of the pieces are in place, there's, in order for there to be a Hashra Sashchina, there still has to be the assembly. Moshe Rabbeinu has to then assemble the Mishkan. So there, in, in order for there to be, for the structure to be complete, Every single person befrat has to be responsible for their avoda, and then there's the klolistic avoda that gets brought together. Also, we, we spoke about the idea of not getting, you know, de- depressed or distressed when it appears that things aren't jiving, because it, when you look at a building, you can see that a building is 50, 60, 70, 90% complete, even until you put in the last brick. But with the muscle that we've used in the past is an arch. An arch, even if 99% of the bricks are in place until that last piece is in place, then the entire thing will crumble, right? If it's 99% complete, it's still 100% deficient from the point of view of having the, the structure intact, and then all of a sudden, maybe when you least expect it, that last piece gets put in place, and then all of a sudden, everything makes sense. So over here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu designs the process so that uh, so that it, so that every person will move towards their uh, their avoda in specific and in general. It's designing a person to be able to reach out, and this is within the bria. A person all of a sudden needs help. They even by nature they call out. We'll speak in a second about babies, about people at certain stages of life that are more noita towards crying, crying out for help. This is the way 
because Hakadosh Baruch Hu has a, 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 a system of spiritual physics in place. The Meichin needs to come in. We need to have a Gilui in the world. There needs to we need to move towards having Tainim, etc. We're talking about this system whereby. There's going to be the Shef this Ruach HaKadosh, introduced into the world. But the system, it was designed that it should be inspired via Tza'aka. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts the system in place. Every person, according to their Bechina, the way that they're going to cry out. No two people's cries are the same. Don't look at somebody else and say that they're crying better, softer, louder, however it is. Your cry is necessary for your peace to come. And the entire system is deficient until until you cry in your specific way. And that's where there's going to be a geula. That's where it comes. That's the leida. Uh, and he goes on, that the Bechina of God is coming from Pasuk Shayahu, it's coming almost to the birth, but there's no strength to, uh, to give birth, and uh, the Tza'aka is what's necessary to bring it home. A person doesn't want to get close, but can you cry about how far away? Baruch Hashem, many times a person has a feeling of closeness and then a feeling of darkness. So sometimes we've had that taste where we're so inspired. When we don't feel that, and now the avod is up to us to work back up to it, can we at least cry over it? Can we cry that we that, that we don't feel this the, the, a meaningful davening? We're having such a hard time davening. Can we at least have the tzaka so that we can bring in the ruach haloki into it? The shef the the So we have this reference point in Likute Alachis. But it should be it should be very inspiring when a, when everything is there, all the pieces are there. This woman comes and she's ready to give birth, and at the last second, it, every all the pieces are in place, and yet it's just there's a certain weakness, a certain looseness over there. There's not even strength to bring it home. What brings it home? The tzaka. What's tzaka? It's a crying out, a crying out over the distance, even over the fact that we don't have the strength. Should be it should be a point that's worthy of his bindingness. I want to mention one more piece also from Hilchas Luach from Likute Alachas. Uh, says, we, we, we spoke about these parallels in the spirit, the, the, the panemius of the system, and this represents itself in the inner workings of how Shefa is brought down, how Akadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world, but the world is built on the system also. So, th- th- this is why children cry. This is when the Chachma, when, when intelligence is developing at the fastest pace exponentially. Going zero to one is exponentially more of a development of Chachma. This is when people learn language skills. If, if you think about, uh, you, I mean, you can read up uh, on on how the brain develops and is receptive and is able to be molded and is exponentially coming from an infant to be able to identify, create relationships, language skills, motor skills, all these types of things. That's when the Chachma is coming in. That's when kids are crying the most and that's built into the Bria. And Akadosh Baruch Hu makes it makes it the teva. Otherwise, the system won't work. And he, after he discusses this idea in terms of a, a, a child, he continues on. But there's, there's still a growth process, even after we get out of that initial an initial stage when a kid is not going to decide to make tzaka, not going to decide to cry. He continues. Now we learn from the system, and now that we do have more skin in the game, now that we are we have more of a 
decision-making process and where we're going to focus our efforts and how we're going to try to be ma'ayr our emotions now that we understand how Chachma comes into it and now we want to relate to the Taira, we want to relate to Chidushe Taira, so now we can look back and we can understand based on the Tzaddikim, the Sfarim, and based on how the Bria is structured, uh, that it's Tsa'aka that brings this about, uh, etc. Skipping a few lines. Kitsaka se yuledes vatino kula hoilen amoichen apshutim sheshbita semizbarach ba'adam. Aval achkach tsarach adam ba'atzma laholed ekar amoichen. Then it becomes up to us. Chacharach asikam ayavudasa. We said we talked about Torah, we talked about Tavoda. Now, the, when at the earlier stages, Akadish Baruch Hu puts the teva into the children to cry out, but at some point that crying out becomes up to us. And he goes on to discuss uh, during uh, during the period of Golos, Golos Mitzrayim is representative of all the Golios and the uh, and all the Geula that Moshe Rabbeinu, the the Geula by Mitzrayim came through Moshe Rabbeinu, the ultimate Geula will come through Moshe Rabbeinu. The Tzadik B'chol Dar is is the the Moshe of every Dar that with this lack of Moshe and this lack of clarity, so that causes. Uh, it says Machmas Hakilkol Hadiris Kilkol Hadiris Nisalman Amaychin Ali Dezin Nisalim Benister Adash Shel Tzadik Ms. I think we talked about this entire base uh, among all the tires. It's uh, I have to be honest with you. I have to chazer better. Uh, to be able to cross reference, but it, it, it all it all ties together. All of these tires are just uh, look a different window into the MS, and and if if we'd be holding in all of them, you'd be able to see the entire reality through through any of these tires. That once once there's obscurity, so then the attachment between us, the tzaddik, is the embodiment. A person who's bottled to a kaddish baruch Hu, so our dveikus to kaddish baruch Hu is also we have dveikus through the dveikus to the tzaddik. Once we have this this obscurity, then this also this also impacts our relationship with the tzaddik, and also causes machlokas among tzaddikim and the way that we relate to the machlokas among tzaddikim. I saw a beautiful point. I just want to mention one point from Rav Mardachai Miller, Talmud of Rav Dessler, uh, Feldheim uh, reprinted not that long ago the, his Shabbos Shiurim, and he mentioned by Parshas Kairach. Uh, the way that I remember, he, he mentioned him. Oh, he's paraphrasing something. I just don't want to inject my own, uh, you know, ideas into it. But the way that I remember that when two people are fighting or getting along because of a certain thing, if that piece drops out, then the people won't fight anymore. I heard once from Yitzchak Berkowitz, I think, uh, that how can you tell if a fight is L'Shem Shemayim or not? If I'm getting into a heated discussion about something, and it, maybe it should be heated, it's about the point of Hashkafa, it's a point of Lima, but I feel very strongly about Hashkafa Sachayim. These are the principles of life and of Avodah. And now we close the Sefer and we walk out together. Am I still at all emotionally upset at you? If I am, then that means that my emotions were built into the dispute, into the fight, into my being right. We're no longer discussing this point of avoda. What am I worked up about? So that in, in a lot of different directions, if a, two people are fighting or disagreeing about a particular item, and now that item is no longer on the table, then there's no reason for them to be fighting. And in principle, they could be getting along. It's not a personal dispute. It's about an issue, right? You can, uh, even in terms of giving musr to children, to employees, to anything else, it should not be personal. When a person is giving musr and criticism, it should not be characterizing the person. It should be characterizing the behavior. On the other hand, when people get involved in somebody else's dispute, 
that the the reason that they're fighting is about the dispute itself, and even if this even if the underlying peace goes away, it their dispute is actually a level removed, and they're going to uh, they're going to end up going down. Even even if the situation passes, you know whatever it is gets resolved, there's still going to be there's a, still going to be a dispute in their heart. They're still going to be emotional, and he warns never ever ever get involved in somebody else's dispute because once you go down that road, then it, it's going to have incredibly negative consequences on your personality, on the situation around you, and it will be incredibly hard to ever uh, to ever become resolved. So a person should make a chajbun nefesh if they ever find that they're in this situation. So in any event, back to what we were saying, this halamas hamoichin ends up having having consequences, first of all, in terms of ourselves, in terms of the world, but also to the extent that the Geula is going to be built around the, the Moshe Rabbeinu and the Tzadik Hadar, who is going to bring the Moshe into the world into, in a Klaliistic way, and our attachment to the Tzadik Hadar, how it relates to our own avoda. this obscurity is also going to is also going to impact our relationship with the tzaddikim and the tzaddikim's ability to fulfill their role as a tzaddik, creating machlokis among tzaddikim, and even the way that we chas v'shalom, Rahman al-Latzon, will relate and criticize tzaddikim, uh, and therefore, through the sa'aka, we're going to be able to rectify the situation. Now, going back to uh, the Maisa with Miriam, which we fleshed out more in last time's year, Tikolem Shivas Yamim, through the Klima, through the Busha, this is where there was a Tikin in Miriam. What happened? Miriam was Pygame Bekvait Maisha. We just said that the Kvait of Maisha, Maisha Rabbeinu was Mesakin to the, to the nth degree. Maisha Rabbeinu represented Chachma. Anav Mikal Adam, Chachma Me'ayin Timatze, Maishu Rabbeinu was Mesak in the Shiva Neirais. Maishu Rabbeinu, so therefore the Pagam in Maishu Rabbeinu was a Pagam, it was, it was stopping the Shef from coming in. When, so when Miriam was pagim in the kvite of Maishu Rabbeinu, then there needed to be a Tikkun in order to bring the, the Shef to reestablish this connection. And therefore, it was Dafka Shivas Yamim, relating to the Shivas Neros, this klima, this busha, this embarrassment was in order to make a tikkun for this, and therefore we tied up a lot of this, bringing the Shefa into the world. We related to the Sheva Neiris has to do with that. We talked about the Shiva Anonim. We talked about the mitzvah of Sukkah uh, in the context of the Shiva Yemei Avelus, being Makade Shiva Neiris. The idea of screaming out the Shivim Kailas, which is really seven times ten, in order to bring the Leda into the world. And we actually, uh, we, we actually mentioned, I think, or we're going to mention now, but we mentioned that Klima, which is where the, the blood goes red to white in one's face through embarrassment, that parallels actually the idea of Leda, where a, a, there, there's Dam Nida, there's the, that cycle. And when a woman is nursing, so that, that Dam stops and it's as if, uh, I don't know, it's biologically, but it converts to milk that the woman is going to nurse. So the red turns to white. This klima, this embarrassment, parallels this process. Therefore, this needed to be a tikkun. In that pagam, Zebachinas Shiva Koilai Shel David, which we said is Al Hamayim, and Mayim is Chachma Kanal Shem Shivan Kalin Kanal. Shetarach Litzai Kedei Lahoitzi Ar Hapanim Hanal Mehelam Elagiloi. So this again, this is Keneged that Miriam had this tikkun, this embarrassment for seven days. Keneged the pagam that would bring the R into the world, the Shef into the world. Vahagiloi Zebachinas Leida. This bechina would be Keneged Leida. Vaoz Achra Leida Dam Neker Vnasechalav. This is where we say we didn't say it before. We said it now uh, that in the Bechina of Leda, that's where Dam the red turns into white. The Dam converts, as it were, into milk, so that the 
the, the baby can be nurtured. And Keneged that is going to be the, the klima, the embarrassment that also red turns into white, that the blood like drains from the face. That's why it says a person who embarrasses somebody and corresponds to Shvichas Domim. The blood drains from the face. This is going to be a Bechina of embarrassment, but what you see over here is actually that the Oynesh itself, nothing is in a vacuum. It's not just that there's reward and punishment, but there's a reality. In other words, a person, uh, there's a reality to consequences. A person creates a certain reality by mitzvahs, and even the Oynesh, it's not just Stam that somebody did something to get the Oynesh. Over here, the Oynesh itself is the Tikkun. When one is embarrassment, the red goes away and it's replaced by white. That the blood is repressed, as it were, and it becomes milk. Now, I'm just going to read a few uh, a few points from the English note from Rav Chaim Kramer. Again, these ideas, that, well, I think one thing we can uh, definitely say is we'll come back again and again over a lot of these ideas. So if, if it's hard to relate to, uh, we'll try to at least stick to understanding the principles of it, to trying to, to bring out ideas that we can ultimately bring home. He says over here that after the birth or the gilui, of the makif to makif, again, there's three different stages. There's those things that we've been able to internalize as panemius. There's the direct makif, which we relate to, but we have not yet been able to internalize. But what we have is nourished through that. In other words, there's something beyond us. So we draw an attachment to that as we try to keep on growing. And then there's the makif to makif, which we, we, which we don't even have a relationship with. That's behelem, that's be'iber. So after the birth of the makif to makif, that goes in one level if you think concentric circles and that becomes the makif and that's where there could be the concept of nursing of being able to draw nourishment into it that's going to be able to uh to sustain the pnimi and he relates also just interesting just seeing the pieces tied together because it seems to be there's so many unrelated concepts says that moichin the deeper knowledge of a kaddish baruch Hu, also relates to the seven-day period of damnida which correspond to the Shiva Siman Mishta after Kedushin throughout a waiting period, so then it's also for the Chas and the Kala to be together. Meaning that there is this period where we're not that it's not ready for the for the zivik, it's not ready for the meichin to be revealed, and since it's usher, there's no way for them to actually have a union at this time that would be able to draw down the knowledge of the holiness. But after the seven days that they're not allowed to be together, so then there could be mikvah and there could be tahara. So we see this idea we said being makadish shevenerais that there have to be certain situations in place. Sometimes that situation, I think in Taravav, we talked about tshuva being katara patient. Relating to Kesar, Katar, Ekya, patience. Sometimes there's a process, and the process can't be skipped. The process might be waiting. The process might be certain things that we have to do, and sometimes the things that we have to do, the avodah that we have to do, just takes time. There's a process to those steps. Uh, and therefore, the, this uh, this period of Mikadosh Shevaneiros and uh, and the seven days, uh, we, we can't just rush into it. Otherwise, it would not be Batara, It would be distorted. The process is that there has to be this Mikadosh Shevaneiros. There have to be the seven days of waiting and and Tahara and a Mikvah. And then at that point, uh, the the there will be ready for the for Abba and Ima, ready for the union to get together to be able to bring about the Mochin that can uh, that can then go through and be brought uh, and be brought into the world. Vizep. 
So now we said that there's two eitzos, there's two things that have to happen in order to bring Mohan into the world. Again, the Torah, the, we, the way that we were addressing it, first we addressed the Makadesh of Anaris, then we addressed the Tza'aka, but really it's that the Tza'aka bring the Giloi, bring the, are, are able to bring the Mohan Behelam, come from being the Makif to Makif, from being totally obscure into at least having a Giloi, becoming a Makif, but then we could be Yoinik from that. A, a lot of what we understand, we're nourished from even those things that are slightly beyond us. Right, we understand that there's a body of MS of truth, and as we approach it, we understand pieces that we can relate to. We don't necessarily have the whole picture yet, but we're yoinik from that from that circle that's right beyond us. And then, in order to work on it, to internalize it, we have to make ourselves into a kli. We have to mekadesh shevaneiros. So that is vizet sur yilad chateshi. That we said that there's a certain weakness at the point of uh, from the concept of birth. That's where the the woman has to cry out uh, seventy cries. Rashi Tevis shall ta'akasenu yoidea ta'alumais. There's Rashi Tevis that the cries reveal the hidden things from this incredibly kabbalistic prayer of Anabachayach Kanal. So the the at the time that the tzur, which over here relating to the shina yeladcha teshi, it is weak from being able to give birth. What is able to bring that meichen into the world? The tzaka, which we cry out. We said we already mentioned on behalf of the the shechina. The the zet teshi the shivaneiros. How are we uh, going to internalize the teshi? Rashi tevais shall tikolim shivas yamim. So we see that these two processes, this tzakaseniu da'at halumos, the tzaka, and also tzur yilad chateshi, in order for for us to to complete the avoda, there has to be tikolim shivas yamim, which relates to the. We said that this is the tikkun of the pagam, the kiddush of shivaneiros, the second part of the avoda. Period. So now we're going to go into paragraph Ches. So th- there is going to be a period of time before this Tzaka when things are Behelam. And until this this makif comes from the from the the two circles out the makif to makif until it comes into a bechin of makif where at least there's a giloy even though we have not yet internalized it a person's tyra is rabba rise of a kuchibrichu tyra is is the chachma chachmas Hashem until a person is able to move towards that clarity then his tyra is going to be as it were belichidish. It is going to be what he already knows, but a person is not going to be able to tap into, open up that channel for godly wisdom. Why is it that a person seems to be learning? So we said earlier that from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective, nothing is hidden. But from this person, that channel is closed. He only has what he already relates to from his wisdom, from his point of view. But this person, it's as if it's it's hidden. He has not brought the new mochen into Aleda. And he's not able to see Chidushim in his Torah. V'zenikra b'shem Yaakov. And that is going to be called the Bechina of Yaakov. Ki Yaakov is, Yaakov is called Chachma. We saw actually as early as the first Torah that Yaakov is Bachar, is Rashis, Rashis Chachma, right? Rashis Chachma, Yiras Hashem. So we talked about this idea. Yaakov is a Bechina of Chachma. It says in the Psukim, so Yaakov relates to Chachma. Ibor Babeten Akaves Achiv. A Bechina of it says that that uh, that Yaakov grabbed on to the heel. There's a Chizas Akev that Akev is a Bechina of Ibor. 
So this idea is a Bechina of Yaakov, when there's this Chachma that's still in the Beten, this Chachma that's still in Ibor, it's not accessible, this is going to be a Bechina of Chachma, where it's still, uh, where it's still in, the, in utero, as it were. Therefore, a person has to cry out these 70 cries, or 7 times 10, relating to Yaakov. That's why it says that the coil is the coil of Yaakov. How do we facilitate? How do we inspire Ma'ira, the birth, bring Megala into the world? Yaakov is in the womb holding on to the heel. Yaakov is the Chachma, Rashi's Chachma, Yeras Hashem. How do we do it? We do it through Kol. We do it through Tsa'aka. Keshuba Bechinas Yaakov, when still in the Bechin of Ibor, Tsaruch Layakolin, and it needs the, the, the scream, Tsa'akos Yadea Ta'alumais, right? We said, Sur Yelod Chateshi, Kedela Haitzia Meichin, Bechinas Leida, in order to bring about the Leda. And this is going to be, once we bring the Chachm into the world, so then that's not just going to be what we already have, that's going to open up the channels to Now, unfortunately, we're learning, but we're not holding there. We're learning, and we don't seem to have that inspiration, that Chiddush, that attachment, that connection to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, but, but, but we're learning. So what should we do? It says, Ein l'rabim. A person definitely continue to learn. A person's being Isaac and Tyra. When a person is in this state, then a person should not be Dairish Barabim. We saw just just recently that a person should Davin before they're going to be Dairish Barabim and include the uh, include the people in their uh, in their Tfila. Kiatira Hazois the last couple of Tyras. Kiat Tyra Zaishi Bukinas Yaakov Bukinas Ibor, the Tyra at that point is not revealed. Afal Pisha Kadish Baruchumis Anikba, parenthetically almost. Hakadish Baruch enjoys that a person is sitting, a person is sitting and learning Bakharus, a person is sitting and learning alone. Hakadish Baruchu is taking pleasure in their Tyra, no question about it. Bibukinas Vidigloy Olai Ava his banner is love, right? Pasuk in Shira Shirim. And Chazal Darshan from this, Al Tikri Vidigloi Ela Liglugai. Even if a person is stuttering, even if a person is making a mistake, so let's think about this two there's two ideas to Tyra. On one hand, a person needs clarity. They're attaching themselves to MS. Asuke Shmait said Liba de There's there's no room for error. Right, a person has to work through it, but a person a, a person is getting close to clarity and to MS. On the other hand, to the extent that a person is engaging in Tyra in Ratzon Hashem, they're trying to think along the lines. They're molding themselves. Dveikas closeness to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. My thought, I'm literally adopting your thought process. But the problem is, one is ignorant. They're an Amaaret. They're not holding there yet. They're going to make mistakes. They're not yet coming out with the MS in Ratzon Hashem. They keep plugging away, and they will. Is there a value to that Tyra? Says Chazal, absolutely. In other words, we have to separate these things out. A person shouldn't think because they didn't come to them, they learned, and it's just not clear. They're not understanding. Is there a value to the Torah? Yes. Says Chazal, uh, his stuttering, his stammering. Even if a person is making a mistake, Hakadosh Baruch Hu loves that Taira. You think about think about a, a small child trying to learn Aleph Beis, and they're trying and they're not getting it. They didn't get there. And you're you're the person's father. You're sitting there, and the the kid wants to give you nachas, and the kid wants to impress you, and he's trying. And Emirat Hashem, you'll give him all the tools to get there. Are you taking pleasure and nachas and unbelievable? It could be that you'll even have a stronger relationship with this kid that's trying so hard and wants it, but they're just not getting it, and they're willing to try over and over again, then the kid that sits there and gets it immediately. On, there's definitely a myla to clarity and to getting things immediately and to having that perception, but the one that's engaging in that relationship and they're trying and they're not that stage yet, 
It's a beautiful thing. It might give you might give you the most nachas out of everybody. So it says, don't think that because a person's not clear. Separate these things out. One is, one is, am I going to be a channel? In order to be a channel, a pipeline for the Chachmas Hashem, then there has to be the least friction. It can't be friction in terms of gaiva. There can't be friction in terms of mistakes. It can't be friction. You have to open it up so that you're channeling the 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 to all of one's talmidim. I really look back, Tyra 20, I think it was, 19, we talked about the idea of a tzaddik, the Arshan Torah in public, and uh, creating also tzaddik, but, but we, we talked about a tefillah uh, to, before one learns and with one's Talmudim directly in front of him. Go back, Ayin Shum. Definitely, definitely worthwhile. But over here, the person is not that pipe. He's not that channel. There's too many things in the way, even if it's his intellectual capabilities or just the fact that he's missing pieces, whatever it is. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves you, and maybe he's getting the most nachas in the world right now as you're trying to figure it out. However, when we're talking about bringing Meichan into the world, we're talking about being able to be the tzaddik, be the, give the drasha, be the chacham. It's not the time for that. And we all have these situations. This could apply to a first grade teacher as much as it could apply to a Rosh Hashiva of the, the biggest Yeshiva in the world. At this person's level, if you, this guy's trying to teach Aleph Bays, that person's trying to teach the depths of, of Taira and Nigla and Nister. But at that level, also it's plugged up. When a person is giving it over, they should be teaching clarity. Mishlei, uh, that, that, uh, Emer Lachachma Achoisiat say to wisdom, you are my sister. But the, the, the drasha is, in Baralcha Davraka Achoischa, Shiyasurlach. Everybody knows a halacha. Okay, another question. Why, why learn it from this Pasuk Tavka? Everybody knows the halacha that one sister is going to be a rias, that there's no uh, matzah where a person could possibly marry their sister. Emar, if it's that clear, then say it. Fim lav al reyu. It's emar lachachma. When should you speak out Torah? Only when it's at that level of clarity. Otherwise not. Now, just to make one more point, you can look at Rav Chaim Kramer's note on page 285. It's true, HaKadosh Baruch Hu delights in our stammering. However, that's that's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu's point of view. Part of that stammering, part of that is the struggle to get it, not just the idea of just you know muttering around and never getting it. So, from a Kaddish Baruch Hu's point of view, we can know that he that he has nachas in us. From our point of view, we should be beseeching, crying out to a Kaddish Baruch Hu that we want to arrive at that clarity that we're not happy. We said Baki Baratzi, Baka B'Shayv. Sometimes a person's not doing well. Sometimes a person is is doing well, and he can't be resting on her on, on their laurels. Right? There's different realms of avoda. Knowing that our Kaddish Baruch Hu is taking nachas in our trying, even if we don't get it, should not put us into a situation where we say it doesn't make a difference if we get it. That very trying is on our path uh, to getting it, and we should be crying out for the mochen, crying out for that clarity. Vizelki Yaakov Bachar Lo Ka, and this is that uh, it says Hakadosh Baruch Hu ki Yaakov Bachar Lo Yai Yisrael Eskulaso that Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose Yaakov as his own as his skula kishehi when the Tyrus bebechinas Yaakov bebechinas Ibor beloy Meichin the Tyrus still behelam it's still hidden zois halimad Bachar Lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu bebechinas vidiglo yalei Ava that's where Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's a school to HaKadosh Baruch Hu because we're not yet in a position in Lidrosh HaSol HaRabim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets nachas. We're connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're sitting there trying and crying and doing our best. But that's a school for HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we should know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Beicher in that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves it. Aval Yisrael, the school Asa, Yisrael, 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 Y
Hainu, Lahizgalois Hamaychin, when does it become go into it goes from Yaakov to Yisrael? Only when there's when there's a Gilui that through its Aka and Tyra and Tfila, that's where it becomes Makifin uh And then ultimately we want to make it Biraisha, we want to bring it in. Once we're Makade Shevanerais, Hamshachas or Aponam Hanal Shefaloiki Anal Besoycha Pnimi Kanal and uh and he he also discusses over here in the note that a person shouldn't think that they can only then darshan barabim once everything has already become become internalized into them. In a certain sense, there's a, first of all, we said that even the one circle, one circle beyond you, uh, uh, understanding that I'm saying a principle of truth that attaches to something even even much greater, the, I, uh, even the panemius gets the anika from that first level out, that makif. So once there's a gila that something comes from helam into a makif, I relate to it even if I haven't fully internalized it into my das, but uh, th- at that point, a person would be able to teach publicly. Uh, but the second thing, you know, I- I- I'd like to suggest is there's also a risk of a lack of inspiration once something has totally become uh, panimi, something's totally become internalized, because I relate to it to my das. The the idea that I'm constantly in a state of of understanding certain things that I've internalized as my das, but understanding it, that it's attaching to something that's much greater, much greater than myself, uh, one level out, two levels out, it's just behelam. It's something that I don't even understand at all. It's just, uh, you know, it's a like nonsense to me, but it's something that's gibberish. It's not even a language I understand. It's not something um, that I relate to. But when it, when it's something that I do relate to it, it's one level out. Even though I haven't internalized it, that keeps the inspiration, the fire, uh, the the fire alive. And it's that process of trying to create that bridge that creates the hislavus, the chaim, the hislavus alev, the enthusiasm. As I'm constantly involved in that dynamic. But remember, uh, we've said tainuk to median and tainug. That that can't become complacent. That's a a continuous process, uh, uh, and that's where a person can dash and brabim. Yisrael, the Bechinas Yisrael, Asher Becha Espire, where the Makif becomes the Pnimi. Spoken Yud Zayin about Esparus. Becha Daika, that's where, where, where we're working towards it becoming inside of you. She Yismashech Ateres Teferes, that we draw down the Ateres, the crown, which is on top of the head, Teferes, Hainu Amakif and Anal, Becha. But again, even before, but it's this process of bringing it in. That's where a person it becomes Yisrael. That could Lee Reish. That's where there, there's a Giloi. That's when a person could dash in public. Before that point, when it's only Bechinas Yaakov, so then it's it's Behelam. But Ki Yaakov Bochar Lo Ka Yisrael Luskulaso. I, I I put the comma in the wrong place before. By Yaakov, it's Bochar Lo Ka. But Yisrael Luskulaso. When it becomes Yisrael, when it becomes Bechah, Besoch Apnimius Luskulaso, Zoistara Yochalidrashisal, the Rabbim, that's where Yisrael is called Am Segula. Paragraph Tess. Ki Anachnu Nekroyim Am Segula because. We are called the Am Segula. What is the meaning of a Segula? It's something that works, but we don't understand why. If you say that there's a school for something, if, if it's just, you know, you do X and there's a clear clear causal relationship, then you don't call that a school. I remember years ago, I saw one time a sign, it was in Hebrew, it says that there's a segula noira, that a person should dive into a Kaddish Baruch Hu, like a son to a father, something along those lines, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to answer the prayers. And I'm looking at it and somebody comes over to me and says, uh, you know, well, like, why are you looking so carefully? And I said, I just don't understand the sign. So he starts reading the sign. I said, I, I actually, I, I uh, brought 
Hashem, I understand the, the Hebrew, I understand what it says. I don't understand why that's considered a segula. If a son comes beseeching a father, then the father's going to have a relationship and answer the son. That's not a segula. That seems to be direct hishtadlus. So he says, be that as it may, the definition of a segula is something where there's not necessarily a logical, logical, a clear logical relationship. Uh, by the way, there are certain things that we might relate to in the realm of chayk, and at other times, we might relate to it as it makes sense. If you would show a, uh, you know, uh, a person 200 years ago an X-ray machine or a telephone or something like that, it would be something that works, and it's magic. It's unnatural, supernatural. It's beyond the realm. This is a chayk that it works. Uh, when you're able to be zeichet to understand things, it says that Shlomo Melech, maybe par, certain aspects of the Paraduma, and could be Moshe Rabbeinu also understand Paraduma. There's, there's certain aspects of we have Chukim Mishpatim, but if it says that Shlomo Melech understood every mitzvah, so to him was it Chayk or was it uh, Mishpat? Okay, food for thought. But the idea of something working where there's no clear relationship over there, just other than the fact that it works, is a Segula. This is beyond Seichel Anoshi. So this is, when we say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is a Becher, when we have a Bechira, so that is beyond something that makes sense. And this is very important, actually. If something makes sense, right? If I don't know if you're familiar with... Uh, with uh, Planet of the Apes, right? It, you, you could it, there could be a perceived choice, but if something really makes sense based on certain stimuli, so then that really takes away from the choice. If I choose something that that feels good versus something that doesn't feel good, we wouldn't really call that a choice because. All the factors make certainly it's fifty one forty nine, right? The 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 only time that you have a choice is at least in perception where it's fifty fifty. Now this becomes very interesting. You know when we talk about bechira, you talk about getting close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which every point of your spiritual and intellectual existence tells you that that makes sense. And then you have something that at a much lower altitude, at a physical altitude. Uh, is pulling you away from Ruchnius and from making the right decision. So that becomes, you know, this becomes a whole discussion which is way beyond what we're talking about here. Uh, how do you set that up into a system where there's even going to be a Bechira? There has to be a tremendous helam, a tremendous uh, a tremendous hiddenness of appreciating the nature of spirituality and what we're accomplishing. Because if we would understand that all, what it means that we're sitting here, uh, it's July 4th, so maybe you have a day off. If, if, if we understand what it means that you're sitting here learning Tyra when a person could be doing other things, it would it, w- it wouldn't even be apples and oranges. You 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 couldn't even imagine it. I'm telling you that I'm creating nitzchis and getting close to a kaddish baruch and changing the entire world. And there's a a competition between this and what between this and ice cream. That's not a that's not a choice. So the, the how a kaddish baruch set up the world with symptom etc etc and ra and understanding and if it wasn't for siyata deshmaya then we wouldn't be able to go against the Sahara. Trying to create a matzav of bechira is itself a whole parsha. So but going back, what was my point? That saying that something is a bechira it means that there's nothing pulling one way or the other. If there is a logical reason that pushes one way or the other, then there's no choice. 
And what ends up happening is if that reason becomes undermined, I choose you because you're the best man for the job. If either the job changes or your skills or your interests change, then I no longer choose you. If we would say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu chose Klal Yisrael because of a certain reason, then that means that if that reason becomes compromised, many times in history the Jews were not doing what they were supposed to be doing, so then that drops out. So then Yisrael will no longer be, quote-unquote, the chosen nation, to even say such a thing, which means that the way that we relate to Yisrael, Skulaso, has to be beyond any consideration. Asher Bachar B'david Avdai, it says by Avram, it says that the base Habachira, there are certain things that as far as we are concerned, they're beyond discussion. That way we're not opening it up to any sort of discussion. We're not opening it up to any replacement. It can't be undermined. As far as we're concerned, in Chachmas HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you want to talk about it, we don't know. As far as we are concerned that these things are written in stone, and therefore Yisrael is kulaso. How did Akadosh Baruch Hu take a nation from among the nations? Right. Which is, there's a lot to discuss over there, but we see that there was a certain Kitrug, whatever, whatever it means to us. There's Yalkut Shemayni that uh, is brought several times by the Zara Shimshine that talks about the state of Klal Yisrael and, and what was going on over there. That uh, that even at that state, it's because of the the, the hardship and so forth. It, it wasn't an affirmative intellectual decision, and even understanding uh, Avodazara, right? The and, and the test of Avodazara and the type of Avodazara. All of these things have a lot to discuss. However, what we do see is that there was some sort of an intellectual taina that was going on. What's the difference between the Jews and another nation? If you're going to say it's uh, it's uh, subscribing 100% totally to Yichar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem and no other, so there was some element of Avodah Zarah, Halalu of the Avodah Zarah and Halalu of the Avodah Zarah, and yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose the Jews. So if it's based on some sort of a Koach HaTaina, it seems that there were times that that Koach HaTaina was not as strong. It wasn't who chose us. It wasn't based. It wasn't because of a particular stimulus, in which case that stimulus could go away. The Bechira is 50-50. It's when you make a choice, then you can ask a question. So what's Bechira based on? By the way, there is, a, I, haven't, I only listened to the first couple. Very good. I mean, to, Rav David Gottlieb now is putting up on Torah anytime, and I'm sure that it's fabulous, uh, a whole discussion of Bechira. So if, if it's 50-50, does that mean that Bechira is arbitrary? So what pulls one way? What's even the Avoda? Amazing questions. As we we'll get to it. Nimza shezeh hadover k'moi segula shulam malamei atevel malamei seichel anoishiv zebechinas makifin that are beyond that are beyond the seichel. We have our things that are within seichel anoishiv. The things are pnimi. The things that are within our uh, our wheelhouse. The things that we can discuss. The idea that our kodesh baruch hu chose klal yisrael is is betayrus makifin. It's something that's beyond us. It's something that we can't. We can be yoinek from it. We can under, we can understand that it's true. But why it's true? Understanding the inner workings. Don't try to understand it. We relate to am segula. It's beyond us. That's okay. In any realm of children of education, there are going to be things that you. Understand and things that you have to take is axiomatic. The idea that a Kaddish Baruch who took Klal Yisrael is Am Segula is axiomatic. Umisha doesn't have to be proven. Two plus two is axiomatic. It's four. It doesn't have to be proven. You can just use that as a rule, and then you can uh, prove going on from there. Umisha Zachal Elu Makifin L'Chayil Raisam L'Hachnis Raisam Kanal 
so we said that there's concentric circles. There's Pnimi, there's the Makifin, there's Makifin and Makifin were Halam, and then there's the, the level beyond that, which are not even there yet. We're going all the, all the way to Ein Saif, which, you know, Ein Saif. So a person that is Zoycha to take, again, there's ideas that are Segula, there's ideas that we relate to as Segula, and when you are able to grow, grow yourself, become receptive uh, to certain ideas. You could take things that were previously in the realm of Segula, and now that you understand them, they can uh, go into the realm of Pnimi. A person that's able to take it to attach themselves to the makifin right we're talking what did we come off of this we said that only once a person opens up this channel uh he's through tzaka through makadashev and that's where he's he has this open uh you know this open pipeline and then he can bring chidushay torah into the world and that's where a person should darshan barabim so this person now that's able to bring in the makif in he takes things that were previously beyond him and now he opens up that pipeline so he has a relationship with Ruach HaKadosh, with Shafa Eliki, with the Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Chachma, with Chudush Segula. so now he can take the Am Segula, Klal Yisrael, and now he can he can be the connection between this Dover Seguli, this thing that was beyond them, and the, the Am Segula, the one that, that the Am that by its very nature, so to speak, has a relationship as an Am Segula. We're aligned with it. We're a chelak, and and this person could be that bridge. But until this person opens up that channel to the idea of Skula, that's where this person could be that role. But until when it's closed off from him, so then he shouldn't be uh, teaching. He's not. He's not. Those channels aren't open. He, she's not in a position to be giving over chidusha taira. Bechain kol echad veechad lefi bechinaso yesh loy penimi umakif. So this idea, this Indian relates to every one of us. V'kol echad lefi bechinaso mashachananu Hashem. Every single person on everyone's level, this this idea applies in a klaliistic sense and it applies in a pratiistic sense. By the way, even all of us have a, have a pratiist and a klaliist. All of us are individuals and all of us have those people that we relate to, our wife, our children, our tamidim, our friends, whoever it is, the person that you're schmoozing with after chakras. So every one of us is, no, no, we don't live in a cave. So every one of us relates to all of these factors that we're discussing, maybe not at the level of a tzaddik, but we reach our own level of tzaddikos. We're all, there's a macro and there's a, a micro universe. Whatever we're able to be makadish, our own shevenerais, whatever b'china we're on, we can all, every one of us is sitting and can innovate a, a new connection. Sometimes even just putting two things together, that the, the, the pieces were stated in different svarim, and now all of a sudden you draw that parallel, you make that tzara shava, and that will shed light on something else that also has that tzara shava, right? In other words, this factor A and B, and all of a sudden I say, well, wait a second, now that I look at these, they're also aligned in C, and now I could take that element and, and, and all of a sudden shed light on something that previously, until I understood that connection, wasn't there before. So everybody has what to add. Everybody could attach to this on their level. Uh, right? We've said, uh, the Gemara says that uh, I learned a lot from my Rebbeim, more from my Chaveirim, and even more from my Talmidim. Different, different shatim on each one of which on their own could light a person up. But certainly over here, nobody should ever think that they are 
in less of a position to contribute than anybody than anybody else. Again, once we're working towards a shlemus of the picture, something that's 99% whole is 100% chaser. Right? There's a shlemus there, and therefore everybody has what to contribute. If the day that you were born, I think I heard B'Shem Lubavitch Rebbe, and I think I actually saw it B'Shem uh, Rabbeinu. So when, when something is quoted like that, either they both said it or uh, it's that good. But anyway, the day that you were born is the day that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that the world would not be complete without you. Halavai, that we should all engage in our tikkun, and we should do it. Then I don't know how Gilgulim work, all these things are beyond us. If a person doesn't do it, and then they have to come back, to whatever it is, there's something that you can accomplish that nobody else from the beginning of the world to the end of the world ever could accomplish or did accomplish or whatever it is. And therefore, this avod that we're discussing is not something that's detached. It sounds to be very lofty on the biggest possible level, but even on the micro level, it's something that we can relate to. Paragraph Yud, we will talk about next time.